0: We're recording now. Give it 10 seconds. Top of that. What is up, my gaggle of geeks? And welcome to tonight's episode, a very special episode, because we're all going to be talking about Batman. Batman news that has come out today. So much to talk about and a lot to kind of reminisce on and, and, and give tribute to, pay tribute to, a fallen batman icon that that g- gave us two movies whether whether we agree with them being incredible films or just uh, whatever they were they were a part of batman history and we need to honor that and i've got two guests with me to be able to do that joining me today uh first you know him already as the co-host of gaggle geeks and over and under artists exposed what's up jazz what's
1: up
0: He's the only reason that we're even doing this today, because he came at this <laughs> at a very aggressive angle. Chaz, what, are, give us a, a sample. What, what are you... How are you feeling today?
1: Uh, I'm feeling kind of salty. Ooh, salty. So I'm feeling salty. Well, so all that you... could be because of the pandemic, but, like, also, there's some questionable questionable news that we, we will get to where I'm like... Okay. Mm, Okay. I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I do know for one thing that we've got an uh, an incredible other guest with us. That he's he's a returning guest. You've already seen him on Gaggle with Geeks, and you can catch him uh, on his show as well. Let's talk about it on YouTube. Jay Moore, how's it going, my
2: man? Hey, how you guys doing? So good. Yeah. Um, I- I'm just happy to be here for this. I'm super excited to see the arguments that are going to be made and what I can do to you know keep a median on this well that's
0: the thing i really didn't want this to be a jay has to be in the middle of two white nerds just fighting about batman a privileged white guy that.
2: Has like, <laughs> hey, i'm no, not worried about no that no at all of- <laughs> this is a gaggle of geeks episode this is where we get to geek out and who gives a damn if people don't like it i'm okay with this well you're not here to mediate you're here to give your
0: thoughts too on this because i i know you have a specific take on these as well but first oh, you know i'm gonna do that oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> where's where's the th- i don't have a sound effect i was too late for that but i do want to talk about the uh news that broke a- earlier today, before the big news started dropping, uh, that Joel Schumacher has just passed away today. He passed away, I believe, at 80. And um, of course, you, you guys know him from uh, films like The Lost Boys, he did Phantom of the Opera, he is responsible for Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Whatever you'd like to think about those films or his filmography as a whole, he is a, an impressive filmmaker with a very large catalog of films. And uh, I wanted to first talk about the influences that he had on our lives, particularly when it comes to Batman, because we have that tie-in. I've got both the action figures here from Forever and Batman and Robin. No nipples on the figures, so they'll put them on the movie, but not in in the toys, because they're like, "Mm, we don't want to deal with tits when it comes to kids. Right. You know? No? Toys for tits.
2: I was getting ready to say <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was
1: so getting ready Toys to say it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you
2: know,
0: but I, I didn't give somebody to a really clear start with that. So I guess let's start with Jay. What what are your thoughts first on on just um Joel Schumacher as a director? Um and just what you're what you think about Batman Forever Batman and Robin.
2: Um I think Joel uh Joel schumacher is probably one of the greatest to ever lived his tv shows his filmography it was all done well and entertaining from his point of view that a lot of us could relate to um i when i heard that he passed i was like no way but then when i saw that he was 80 i'm like okay well i know it's not a pandemic that hit him it had to have been old age because otherwise he would have went a long time ago so um you know, I'm I'm sad to see him go. I would have liked to see uh, like a behind the scenes of what he does for his shows. Like if they came out with something like that, I would definitely tune in to see his commentary and things like see his eyes, see his point of view other than just the feature film that he made. I would like to see like what what really transpired in his mind to make it go this way and make it go that way. I mean, he I really like him. Uh, as, a, I, as a director you
0: brought up uh, with uh, producing in, in television as well i was looking through his filmography and i hadn't realized that he'd also directed a couple episodes of house of cards uh, yes as, uh, along with doing flatliners Chaz. what do you think about uh, the passing um and what are some of your favorite uh, m- movies or or
1: moments of movies from joel schumacher um so my favorite movie of his is actually found the opera back in 2004 that was
0: my first date movie I didn't even put that together until just now. He's been a part of a lot of relationships with women stuff from my start. Yeah. We'll get to that.
2: Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know he did Phantom of the Opera. That's great. Yeah,
1: no, he did Phantom of the Opera. also did Phone Booth. So, like, he did a lot of these works where I was a little bit, like, too young to, like, really connect the dots until, like, you know, later down the road. Mm-hmm. But, like, like uh, Flatliners, like you said, uh, The Lost Boys. Everybody's seen The Lost Boys, you know, and I, I, I think that's... I
2: actually haven't. You haven't seen The Lost Boys? I have not seen it. Jay, you motherfucking
1: accuser!
2: <laughs> I, it, it's too it quiet. <laughs> was, it, was, it was one of those movies where I just couldn't get into it at the time. Oh, no! Don't worry, though. It's on my list of movies to watch. You should watch that. But it is definitely on my list of movies to watch. But
1: like he also did movies like um the number 23, the one with Jim Carrey. I uh, remember seeing that Marketed everywhere in Blockbuster back when that was a thing. So uh, he's been around. And I feel like if you mention his name, people are like, who? But if you start mentioning the movies, people will start understanding who he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I think that what stretches further out than just his
0: filmography is just when I noticed him doing his interviews as a director and and just him as a character. He just seems like a great guy who is willing to... Even when it came to, uh, he was the first to get the most brunt of fan backlash I think any director has gotten, if you think oh. about it, with Batman and Robin. They're, the Directors weren't really attacked for like Superman 4 or Superman 3, and, and this sure was are. still very early stages, and it was such a different tonal shift from Burton's over to Schumacher's version. He still handled that with grace by even apologizing and, and recognizing the shortcomings of Batman and Robin. That most everybody knows now. It was out mainly for commercial stuff, for merchandising, mainly used to sell toys. But you don't have a director that usually will come out and admit to that and own up to it. A lot of directors will come out and say there's a cut they have that maybe they'd rather put out. And a lot of people will go for that either. But instead, he just, I don't know, it's very interesting. What do you think about First Batman Forever? Because I think that was a very pivotal moment for the Batman series and allowed even Christopher Nolan's films to do stuff that Tim Burton's hadn't. Uh, what do you think about Batman Forever Chaz? You've got that's, actually, thing for
1: that's actually his that I don't really recall. I remember the ending more of that with like um, Jim Carrey and uh, Tommy Lee Jones going kind of crazy, you know? Cause it was always on the TV. So um, I'll break it down house. then.
0: So Batman Forever is very interesting for a number of reasons. Uh, number one, this is the first time that we're getting uh, a lot of a look into the into the perspective of Bruce Wayne's psyche. And we okay. have that coming through Nicole Kidman's character, Dr. Chase Meridian, who's introduced at the beginning. You've got you've got this crazy scene where for some reason Gotham also has the Statue of Liberty somewhat close to it. Because there's a big action sequence with a helicopter and two face where they've they've loaded off this entire bank vault that's being filled with acid. And Batman's in there with this guy that's just this dweeby dude, like, oh, my glasses fell. And he's like trying to help him do that. Well, And they ram a helicopter through the Statue of Liberty. That's the opening sequence of Joel Schumacher's first Batman. It's crazy, crazy bombastic how they do it. And then they jump into the Riddler's character who works at Wayne Enterprises. Um, He basically has an idea for virtual tech. And um, you find out through a couple other scenes how Two-Face came to be. It's definitely not like the Aaron Eckhart thing. But most of the film revolves around Batman's character uh, dealing with bruce wayne and the dynamics between the two and can not right. he be one without the other and then you've got robin's character and the introduce introduce two-face killing uh the flying graysons which i think is an awesome sequence still like the whole circus sequence with two-face is pretty fucking epic yeah you know? i i think it's and i know you might not remember but the part where he's he's got that huge bomb he he totally is paying tribute to the adam west batman's Throughout the film. You don't realize it until later on. But, yeah, I loved Batman Forever. What did you think of it, Jay?
2: Um, Batman Forever. uh, Who was in that one? That was Val Kilmer for that one. Val Kilmer, yep.
0: And Chris O'Donnell uh, also reprised in Batman. First off,
2: we can't mention Batman and Robin without mentioning the original Alfred. I mean, because he played such a great role in showing how Batman you know Michael Goff Michael Goff yeah you know how he kind of helped support Bruce Wayne you know when he was Bruce Wayne you know that that to me is it just gave me goosebumps you know just just thinking about how great of an actor he was being Alfred Um, as far as what I feel about Batman Forever I think it was done Uh, adequately well. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't, you know, super flashy as uh, we should say Batman and Robin was. But, um, you know, it was it was the right type of deal for that right moment. You know, like to me, Batman forever could have been even an introduction to, say, another Superman. You know what I mean? Or or something like that. It had that vibe to it that, okay, are we going to see another DC hero come inside of this, you know, wonderfully magnificently done film. Yeah. I I I enjoyed it. I the first time they mentioned Metropolis as
0: well as a connected universe, Schumacher did everything before any of these new films. And nobody gives him credit for it because of nipples. Honestly, (laughs) that's the honest truth. We don't give Uh. the man his credit because he thought anatomically correct bats and humans would work. God was he wrong. And, and it cost him so much so many great ideas that he had in that film just fell right yeah. in here. Fell right, right in this spot
2: right here. Not here. Right. And 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 Not that's here, what and that's what brings back to my original point. I think he did a really great job and I felt like he really did open it up for other, you know, cities or other superheroes to possibly join into the Batman universe. I mean, in a sense when I watch now, don't, don't rattle me on this one because I I plan on talking about oh, this on my podcast. I
1: can't believe you've done this.
2: But I'm getting ready to, uh, on my podcast, we're actually going to be talking about Batman v Superman. Very cool.
0: Hey, you got to get that SEO, man. SEO, yeah. that's where it's at. That's all people
2: talk about. You
0: Ooh, know, I got to and, burp.
2: And, and, you know, we... I was thinking back to some of the sequences in Batman Forever, Batman and Robin and how they mentioned Metropolis and also how uh, Alfred was saying in Batman v Superman, the days of exploding penguins and stuff like that. Like It it kind of brought back that, I don't know, it, it's so weird, the nostalgia, it just brought a whole lot of back of paying homage to other film, the other Batman films when you watch Batman v Superman or even Justice League. Or- I
0: think that was a Justice League version, the uh, the the <laughs> line just, with that. You can tell uh, a little bit where it cuts between Snyder's and, and Joss's, and sadly yeah. by Ben Affleck's uh, bloatedness. Very like, watch very closely, because after Justice League he kind of, and I'm not dragging him through the coals, I'm not meaning to, he, he had a dip in, in alcoholism and you can kind of see in his face, He just a little bit more bloated, the wig is different in the scenes where it's justice league, Uh, very slight differences, but I don't know. Chaz, I think Batman forever is a criminally underrated Batman film that does not get the love it deserves while still having a little bit of weird stuff. Batman forever, but Batman and Robin, let's talk about Batman and Robin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude, when I was uh, four years old, three years old, I would actually play that in the VHS over and over and over again. And huh. I remember being mesmerized with like all the neon colors and how flashy it was and just how campy it was, you know? I mean, it was definitely geared towards the younger audience. Uh, just watch like, because if you watch clips now, you're like, who the fuck writes like that, right? But I don't think it was geared towards anybody. And I'll tell you why. Here's, Uh-oh. here's this guy.
0: All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the bat. Here's the Batmobile that he has there. It's super cool, right?
1: Look at my. You bat don't friend. need to
0: do much else than this. What else do you need? Oh, an entire new wardrobe at the very last minute of the movie. <laughs> For what reason? Oh, because you want to make more of these. You want to make like fifty more of these? Oh, I get it. That's that's right. and the only reason that you get all of those crazy toys and stuff. Ooh. I saw a picture of uh, Schumacher with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Ooh. Freeze. What do you? What do we think of Mr. Freeze? Dude, <laughs> he has
1: he has the cheesiest <laughs> fucking lines in that whole movie.
2: Do we really? Do we really need to go there? Exactly. And I and you know what? I honestly think Arnold Schwarzenegger knew that it was cheesy. He had to after he watched the final film, and it's like, is there a Schumacher cut? You know what I mean? Like, can can we see that? Like, yeah, release the Schumacher cut. Yeah, release the Schumacher cut. I want to see that. I believe I, I, he. Here's the thing. Back in the day, though, I don't think
0: there existed such a thing as like a director cut for for a joel schumacher with a batman film i think i think what he made was intentionally what he made and and that's why he was apologetic because he was like look it was my decision like i i made i wanted the stuff in this stuff i'm sorry if i offended you but
1: can can we agree though that george clooney is a very (laughs) underrated bruce wayne and batman
2: I don't mm. know if I could co-sign that, Chaz.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here's the problem with George Clooney's Batman is oh, that no. they, they do a very similar. Okay. Oh, hot take coming from Patrick. He wants to talk about George Clooney's Batman. Oh my god. Oh no, George Clooney's just... Batman's underrated. Gonna get us canceled. Oh shit. Yeah. That's the one safe thing you can shit on. And it's George, but it's so true. I like I like George Clooney as Batman. Um, I will be honest. He does not get a chance to do any of those characters, though. What he was was Adam West. He played Adam West.
2: Mm, No, you did. I'm fifty fifty. Why Superman works alone? I I agree. I never leave the
0: car without it, and he pulls out the bat credit card. Everything Mm. from that was was they. It's like people watched Batman forever, and they're like, "Wow, this is really good," and it actually worked well with Tim Burton's. And Joel Schumacher was like, "I was trying to do the Adam West. Okay, these fuckers didn't get it. I'm gonna go all out on this one. You guys you want know, a Mister Freeze sliding down a frozen dinosaur? Do, do let's you know do that gonna, shit. No problem. I'm gonna rewatch. You want the, Batman and Robin on a surfboard
2: flying it in space? Let's do it." <laughs> I'm going to rewatch the George Clooney Batman. And- you
1: should because, like, dude, he also has fucking ice skates that come out of his boots and they, like, fight all these hooligans. He doesn't. Don't you dare submerge this film. I know every fucking
0: beat to this. And George we're going to later. And so Robin I'm going to check him now ice skates.
2: They had ice skates on. They, they no, did have they ice skates they clicked their boots. They and clicked ice their boots
0: <laughs> and the blades shot out. That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. They didn't we're have separate about. ice skates that they put on later. They're, no dude boots turn into blades.
2: So you're, you're telling me asshole. That you can't have a me! Wizard of Oz moment. I mean, you, you now you're talking about Wizard of Oz stuff. Now, granted, they're both Warner Brother properties, but I mean still, I mean, come on. Uh, they it just popped out. I'm with Chaz on this one. They popped out. I hate to be that
0: guy, but what I'm, I told I'm you. sorry. I'm they, saying the same thing. You're telling me they're different shoes, and you're shitting on. Oh no! Uh, no you're no, telling
1: no. me not to shit on George Clooney, and you're like boots. Whatever. Whatever. Dude. No, but and also though, like, here's the thing. Like, it that like so from what I can tell, Batman Forever. Emily, hey, how's it going? Hi, Jake. Hi, Jason. How's it going, guys? Sorry. Oh, Samantha's watching too. Hi, Samantha. The, the the thing with Batman Forever is like it was kind of like neon esque, more neon esque than uh, Tim Burton's, right? For a reason they wanted Batman to Batman really Robin it like steam. It's like future steampunk. It was right, very and Batman cool. Robin like hones in on that even more. Yeah,
0: like, they're, they're so, all like, like they're all like in Joker masks. It's almost like yeah. Batman Beyond in a sense. A lot of the characters that are like the evil guys that fight with Alicia Silverstone look very much like they came from a Batman Beyond ish world. More on that later. Mm,
2: yeah, I was about to. Say. I was
0: going to a sister segue. No, it's not because I'm not <laughs> fucking done with this. We're gonna tribute this man. I haven't even talked about my sexual awakening with these
2: movies. Uh, His name is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so
1: great. Oh man, that's a definite uh, awakening right there. Yeah. Get
2: two words I... for y'all:
0: poison ivy. Uma Poison Thurman, Ivy was Uma Thurman fantastic. Poison Ivy. A Batman villain whose main thing is wanting to kiss people. I was into it. I mean, she turned half of Gotham into zombie, Half of the GCPD into Zombie. Oh, she was, she was fucking ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. The, the whole plan between Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze wanting to work together, which mutually destroys each other's plans in the, in the full... Like, freezing over the world will kill every plant. Your plants are dead. Like, Why does she want to help him at all? There's so many things that have a lot of flaws in them, but Mm. there's things for a kid and for a guy that can, like watch it with the lens that this is an Adam West film. And it's just a tribute to that. You will have much more fun with it, I promise.
2: If I go into it with that mindset, then yes, I think I will. But I
0: think there's intent with this. I just think there's a lot of commercialization
1: that again, even he acknowledged was there dude, but so yeah. so so going off uh poison ivy, the scene where like they like rip off the fake the
2: fake the fake the lips. or whatever that was great oh, like it so reminds
1: hot. me of like when you're peeling your lips, you know like when your lips are cracked and you're like peeling and you get a long piece, you're like, this is Batman <laughs> God man, that whole scene, that whole scene, I was just sitting there like. <laughs> there's so much sexual tension in that home there like, really the, is it's the it, whole for a whole opening intro for a kid like, i was like yeah. oh my god well i was like the,
0: i would the, i would not watch that with my parents did not when, watch oh, growing up no nah, hell no that's me that's my time and when they <laughs> both
2: yeah and when they both pulled the the fake lips off i was like damn that that shit looked like it hurt yeah <laughs> My lips are huge so kiss imagine me doing that like oh god like no <laughs> I think oh, I man. think they
0: both stand on their own as as very different eras in the bat universe keep but still connected in a very interesting way
1: We're we're missing one character from Batman and Robin Mother Commissioner Gordon. and Bane Commissioner Gordon Oh yeah oh, Bane. Bane
2: Bane That's right Bane. All he said was his name. The no, movie. he had another
0: line. If you remember from my drunk movie review of Batman and Robin, he has one specific phrase that he loved. bomb As he landed, <laughs> <"Bomb!"> <laughs> Monkey work. He yells that at one point too, because she's like, "Time for monkey work," and he goes,
2: "Monkey work!"
0: and then moves over. Yeah, but Dude, I, gotta,
2: I, I gotta rewatch these. Goddamn. Yeah, <laughs> I know. See, I was thinking that too. And as I think about it, I mean, they were really like, they were really going for the comic book flashy type uh, animated series type deal with the '95 and '97 Batman with the costumes, the uh, even Gotham City. When I mean, you think about it, look, yeah, look crazy. Emily said Good.
0: that the lipstick, Jay, was like putting Elmer's glue on your hand and peeling it off. Exactly. That's exactly. She's, she's that right. is a perfect description of that. Thank she's, you, Emily. She's,
2: she's absolutely right. I need to Hot
0: that. Elmer's glue, though. <laughs> Hot, yeah. steamy Elmer's glue. And how old is Robin supposed to be in this movie, though? Like, <laughs> they all are
1: way too aged up to be living with, with Bruce in the house but then like he had a huge you, thing with batwoman is, he is didn't Chris, have much screen time
0: is dick grayson in this just a wholly uneducated 30 year old dude that just likes bikes and was a trapeze swinger in the circus is that all his character was At pretty well <laughs> that's, that's about it oh Probably. Boy. and batgirl was alfred's uh niece while he had a disease called mcgregor syndrome trivia for that mcgregor syndrome during batman and robin and oh, yeah. um Mr. Freeze was the only person that had the cure to be able to do it. Mr. Freeze as a character himself is fucking amazing though. And I yeah. would highly recommend if anybody watches the animated series to check out the, um, heart of ice episode, I believe. Is oh, it's heart of ice was, it's, a really it's fantastic. Advice. And it's the Uh-oh. only true representation of what Mr. Freeze's character can become on a big screen. It's actually what I would have would like to see when it comes to Robert Pattinson's Batman. But we've got a lot of chances to see a lot of Batman, it turns out. Which is my segue! <laughs> Michael Keaton may possibly, may, 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 I don't know. He might show up as Batman in The Flash. That is anticipated to come out in 2030. Now let's talk about, first of all, <laughs> the idea that Michael Keaton could come back. I want to give details because there, they're, while this is a rumor, they do have Details somehow on right. what his part is going to potentially be in the Flash, and I think it will maybe surprise people. Um, let's start with Jay because he'll be nicer to me
2: on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how do I feel?
0: I'm afraid of Chaz. He's gonna kill me.
2: <laughs> how do I feel about Michael Keaton making a return to being Bruce Wayne and/or Batman? I actually feel kind of great about it, to be honest um because now you get to see like i don't know looking at michael keaton as batman to cut play. the gallery as we watch i'm looking at chaz and no one's seeing him uh, so, so yeah, am keep i keep going jay Keep like, going, Jay.
0: i'm trying to be intimidated keep by, from... by this ass i'm just kidding so i'm so, um, i love chaz and i love his opinions i do i, do. Too, okay? I genuinely do that. that's
2: why he's here and <laughs> okay i i gotta say this chaz you win again for <laughs> what he hasn't even spoken why did he just it's, win it's just a background why did he just Matt? win the, back, the background looks dope uh, i'm, I'm all right. getting going out of back, here going
0: back, goodbye
2: going back to what i was saying before um no it, it he distracted me with that background which is why <laughs> it works guy. um damn it jazz uh damn it jay <laughs> <laughs> we're all okay, just at each other that man if seeing Keaton come back as Batman could remind me of like an older Bruce Wayne for like Batman beyond, like he could pay, he could play that Batman beyond role for say like Robert. Yes.
0: That is a good, that that is a good transition with that. And then I want to give it to Chaz now because, or actually first, let me bring up a a little bit of factoids about this because again, we don't really have all of the details, but we do have enough to uh, speculate on if his role is big uh, where he's going to be. So this is going to take place in the Tim Burton Batman universe. Barry Allen will travel back in time to prevent his mom's death, which of course, if you are a fan of The Flash and you know his uh, his show or the comics, Flashpoint is an enormously huge story in that mythos where he goes back in time. And and for some reason, it could potentially save his mom from dying. It's essentially Back to the Future Part II. Um He inadvertently creates another universe protected by Michael Keaton's Batman, who is 30 years older than from Batman Returns. So funny enough, it's probably around the time that the movie was first released, actually, if it comes out pretty soon, which we'll fucking see. Uh, It has no effect on Matt Reeves, the Batman trilogy, and no Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman. This is, it's still all unknown in my opinion. But with that in mind, Chaz, what are your thoughts on him joining, uh, Ezra Miller and Andy Muschietti in the helm
1: for this. (sighs) Okay. Let me me start out by saying I respect Andy Muschietti. I love his films. Um, However, I don't know why DC is choosing to put like reintroduces Batman, an older Batman into a Flash movie that's been in development hell for years and DC is known like Warner Brothers is known to like push these projects when they're not set up, and like, this is this seems like a huge Avengers moment when we don't have any backstory at all to the Flash whatsoever. So, like, why are we die- all of a sudden diving back into him traveling back in time when like that's not setting it's not setting up anything at all? There has to be build up to that. That was a good rant. I think we got a good one from that. Did you get the music from it? Yes, I did.
2: Jay, what do you <laughs> think about that? Uh. He's got a point. I agree with it. He's got a big point. I know the music was so enticing that I was listening to him and the music at the same time. I was, I was a little bit lost there. I, you know, I don't know. It's just uh,
0: wow. All right, let me I, let me let me take this. <laughs> I'm gonna take the wheel here, guys. Okay, here we go. Here's okay, my we opinion. Fucking go, dude. Bring it. Bring it. Here's my opinion on this because this news came after Joel Schumacher, and I was already a little bit sad about that. No, you're and wrong. And maybe it played a part in this. Fuck you. Here, are we really <laughs> starting with that? God right, damn you. it! You you see that? See that? Um, I think that when it comes to the Andy Muschietti side and the Ezra Miller side of this, we really have no idea what they're gonna do. Um, we don't. Like they've, they've talked about doing five different things. Ezra Miller was talking about writing his own script. Uh, Andy Muschietti was on after like five different directors, including yep. Rick Famayua, who would have been fucking amazing as The Flash's director was taken off. He I was the first that. one that was originally in for this. And they took him out. And ever since then, it's been kind of up in the air, whether this exists, what it's, what's going to happen from it. I think the only part of this that feels right is an idea of Michael Keaton maybe coming back. The only thing that feels like it will get butts in the seats is an idea of bringing something back that worked really well.
2: I gotta give this one to Patrick because okay, but Patrick, here, Patrick is right. Here, take why, the mic. I'll be you, right back. You,
1: take the mic. Going? Take
2: why, the
0: why, mic, Jess.
1: Take okay, the mic. Okay, I'm taking the mic. Why do you think? Okay, why do you think he's right, Jay? Let's let's start on. Well,
2: you. w- when you're talking about sales though and putting butts in the seats, I think that he has a point bringing Keaton back would put a lot of asses in the seats. I honestly feel that way. That was a very valid point when it comes to yeah. pushing the, the narrative of the sale of, okay, Keaton is coming back, but maybe if he's coming back not to play as Batman, maybe he's making a cameo. But that, like we said, everything is just speculation, but what are you doing? Oh Lord, we got too many things going on in this podcast today, boy. <laughs> As you can see, my son is pushing the clothes hamper behind me. So um no, I mean it he he has a point when it comes to putting butts in the seats. And the director that they had lined up for uh what was it the Flash movie before before?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um <sighs> kids. <laughs> I mean kids. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I, I think the director before should have stayed. I would have liked to have seen the director before. I forgot what his name was. Rick um, something. Yeah. Let me look that up. Um, cause he was supposed to originally do it and it was supposed to come out. What? 2021. They yeah, had planned for this to come out.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. And I'm like, why, why would, so like, like you said, they might, it might be a cameo, but like, why would a cameo be such a huge announcement? in the comic book world you know like that shouldn't that's gonna ex- build build expectations and when he's only in there for like two minutes that's gonna undercut a lot of people's expectations and it's gonna ruin the dc name even more than it's already ruined because of how they tried to go about forcing the avenger structure uh. on an already failed project
2: so when, you, so, when you say it like that, it's I see where you're coming from, but I also see where Patrick's coming God from. God damn it, I miss where
0: he's coming is, from. All
2: right, guys, I'm sorry. In, a Pomeranian a Pomeranian tra- travesty happened. It needed to be addressed, and I'm no, sweaty. Worry about it. I got a kid that, that <laughs> needs to be addressed, but I'm still going with it. I, tell me, worry, tell me again. Tell me again,
1: Chaz. I, I have an open mind. I just sprinted up a flight of stairs like five times. So, so Jay was talking about how, like, you know, like maybe it's a cameo or something, something along those lines. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, if, if it was a cameo, it wouldn't be such a huge announcement. Right. And if they do do that, I want to say this is just, but it's, not an annou- it's not an announcement though. Cause DC it's won't rumored. comment
0: on it. It's rumored, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm DC rumored.
0: has been reached out to and they haven't commented. So that's been gonna... it, it said. It's very early stages.
1: Okay. So, but what I was telling him is that that's it, that's building like a high expectation already. Cause like you said, it's going to get asses in the seats. But if he's only in there for two minutes, for a quick little scene to open up the possibility of Batman Beyond, that's gonna undercut a lot of people's expectations because of how much speculation was built around it, and it's gonna bury DC even further in its own grave that it already that's trying to get out of due to like the whole infrastructure of trying to start off like Avengers. And so my final opinion on this here's is why I don't, that don't think that's Mr. the case, Mr. Batman right here, Mr. Batman. Oh, Mr. so formal. <laughs> Mr. Batman, he's standing on the trash pile. That this movie's gonna be.
0: Oh, oh, whoa! fighting words. Damn that, he got me on that one. As, As he, and then he the disappeared. then he disappeared. Oh my god! Just like Batman, he ninjaed out of that shit. Right, oh my god! Feels like. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, here's my thing. Okay. I don't think that's gonna be the case because Michael Keaton wouldn't do that. He's. Are you uh, sure? He's, he's he a well. Out. He's a well-renowned actor he did Birdman to make fun of batman he's not somebody that's just going to cash in on something especially something that he still walks around quoting i'm batman to everyone he sees on every panel tom holland just on record today was talking about on the set of spider-man homecoming during the coney island scene when they crash down and he saves them there's an extended part or a a missing part where he looks at michael keaton michael keaton goes why did you save me spider-man goes because i'm spider-man and then, like, Michael Keaton looked at him and said, but I'm Batman. Like, this guy loves <laughs> that character. And I don't think that if Captain, it's the same thing if somebody brought Chris Evans back, right? You don't think that he would just do it for a cameo. Like, mm-hmm. after everything that it's gone through, if he's coming back, it's going to be for something important to his character. Or even, like, Wolverine. Like, these actors care about the role that made them the people that they are.
2: Yeah, but we're not going to see Hugh Jackman come back. He's done as Wolverine. We know that already. Yes, and, and I shouldn't have brought that Kristen up. I know we're going to bring up more shit with it, but that's that's what right. I'm thinking.
0: Like, I trust that Michael Keaton, if he does join it, it's because there's something good for him. And if he doesn't, it's because there's not.
2: Who? But it's, um, better,
0: but it's better than the the choice to go with, um, oh, shit. You know what I'm talking about? Thomas Wayne. From Batman oh, v Superman.
2: Yeah, Batman v Superman. I, I see, know what I haven't played
0: him. Oh no, I'm the worst. And, and there was just reports about actually him possibly being in for Flashpoint. I'm um, getting ready to look that up myself. Yeah. Jeffrey I'm already, D.
1: Morgan. Uh, fuck. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Jeffrey D. Morgan. I think more asses will go in more seats for a Michael Keaton Batman than uh Jeffrey uh yeah.
1: But, but like, I guess that brings the thing, though, is, like, is Michael Keaton the best Batman to do it?
0: I always thought that it was cool to do Ben Affleck, but I think that's still very up in the air for DC. Like,
1: yeah, don't they do don't... Ben they, Affleck, that's... No.
0: Because who knows where Justice League's going, and who knows what they're going to do with all that? George
1: Clooney would and have been happy to do it. And they certainly...
0: Well, that was an idea, right? That could work. But I'd rather Michael Keaton. If you put those second. two together, man, I'll pick Michael Keaton any day.
2: If we're talking <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Martin, did he play the comedian in uh, The Watchmen?
0: Yeah, he's been in a few things. So a lot of people thought that he would be Thomas Wayne as the, as the Batman in there. But huh.
2: this, uh, this, I'm, I'm this makes more sense out. to me. Wasn't there a crossover? Oh, you know, that's in the comic books where the Watchmen and the uh, DC Universe clashed. Mm. sorry i I was thinking of something else but how dare you how How dare you try to think of comic
1: knowledge on this show see but so (laughs) emily's saying to scrap flash and just do a batman beyond Mm -hmm. which i'd be okay with because batman Beyond is a fucking awesome show so that's an option so
0: we got we've got continue on with this idea we've got scrap it or we've got revamp it again where are all of you in that in those categories i don't want to go with this do you want to see this if you want to scrap it, scrap it for something else. Or if you want to keep mixing with this formula that they have, what do you think? Just don't do it with
1: Flash. But that that movie's arguably he head. worked
0: in Justice League. He did,
2: and arguably
0: I as a, and he's crossed over to more films than any other DC character so far. And I he's wouldn't in mind Suicide to- Squad. He was in Justice League. He was in, yeah.
2: Sorry, Jake. I wouldn't mind seeing the Flash movie. I think it would be good for Flash to get his start. I mean, it's time for him to- Just start, right? Yeah. It's been too long and it's weird. They gave gave Aquaman of all people, even though Jason Momoa did a really great job, they gave him his film. They gave my man before the guy that had just
0: save one. You know that just save one scene? Pretty good right so much ass oh dude he could slap my ass right i wish we had a slap sound effect we will when we come up with pitch slap the new idea that i talked to chaz about that i like i'm not sure if we'll do but still
1: like of the dc universe as it stands right now i just I, i i think flash is like the most underdeveloped one and like to do that major thing i think that's just like it's gonna it's gonna be a hit or miss and dc's track record right now is usually a miss right mm-hmm. and recently they got their footing with uh Aqu- aquaman no, and Wonder woman
0: no you're you're making you're tricking me into agreeing with you and <laughs> you're wrong Chaz. no birds of prey <laughs> wasn't too bad it did make the lowest but it's also
2: covid numbers you know so i i haven't even take seen that into birds account of, i haven't even seen birds of prey yet only because i haven't i haven't yet joker it's, billion dollar movie
0: aquaman Billion dollar movie. Joker's not attached to
1: it though. We're talking
0: talking DC related as in Superman universe. No, they're the same. Aquaman is in that universe. Aquaman is in that universe.
1: And, and, Joaquin Phoenix is Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix is not,
0: not, but I'm talking about Warner Brothers, a studio that has this control. Okay. Like, it's tough. It's tough to want to shit about these movies when you're not talking about the studio that's making the dumb decisions. True. Like if you're saying and, that, and that they're sucking, the and years. you're ignoring the fact that the studio is course correcting, just not with that section,
1: that's that's. So I don't wh- get why, that. Why attach such a huge comic? Uh, what do you want to call it, like a comic plot point to a movie that's been in development hell? In, with the french because it's with in development health.
0: health. that's the answer because they're like shit we don't know what to do with this it but sounds like this sounds like, like playing they Russian don't know Mulatto. what to do with this
1: that's i don't like know why i keep ushering to him
2: look at him <laughs> yeah he's got a point patrick damn
1: it well we okay do you think we'll see joker then when he goes back in time do you think we'll Ooh. see
0: a jack nicholson joker
1: You know what? Funny enough,
0: you you know what? Batman Triumphant was going to have a flashback sequence featuring Jack Nicholson's Joker returning. Batman Triumphant was going
2: to be the movie after Batman and Robin. And if he did decide to like go into the future as far as a flashpoint or something like that, we would see a Female Joker, which is supposed to be played as Martha Wayne, mm. so which they're not touching Martha which, for a very long time. They're yeah. not
0: going near the name. They're not. He didn't yeah. have a mother. Is the new answer for Batman? Like, Prime <laughs> LA is just gonna have the dad. Like, yeah.
1: can we can we talk? So Batman Triumphant. That's the one that Darren Aronofsky was attached to. No, no, no. Part no. Part so it, right?
0: ba- Batman Triumphant was going to be the continuation from Schumacher before Batman and Robin tanked, made right, everything right. kind of go backwards. So that was gonna be with Scarecrow and Harley Quinn who was going to be the daughter of Jack Nicholson's Joker.
1: But wasn't Darren Aronofsky year attached one, to that?
0: No, no, no. Uh, Batman year one was going to be kind of a mix between Christopher Nolan's and Joel Schumacher's. And he was going to go for a Tim Burton-esque tone too. But oh, that he was, was going
1: for year one. Okay.
0: Yes. Year one was that idea. I don't know what it was actually called though, what that Batman was called or if they had a name for it. Do you think they had a name?
2: For, for which movie is this we're we talking about again? For Aaron Batman. Piece.
0: Oh. He might have just been called Batman Year One. Or the Batman. Who knows?
2: I believe I believe I heard the Batman. Yeah. Sorry, the I didn't Empire.
0: mean to sorry, I didn't mean to switch Triumph in that and, and fuck with you on that. No, um, no, yeah.
2: I, I was a little bit confused because I was looking up Triumphant now and they said it's supposed to be what, uh the fifth film between Burton and Schumacher Batman films. Mm. So um
0: I think there's a lot of potential with this still. Like, we really don't know much. And as long as Ezra Miller isn't like completely in control of it, and it's actually a writer and a director, and And Muschietti's good with the first films, we know. Maybe not the second. Maybe don't give him the sequel. But, and
2: this was an argument that that we kind of had after the Let's Talk About It podcast. Um, Shameless plug. Um, me and my best friend, like after we were done recording the episode, and we were talking about, it and you know, he was making really great points on whether or not uh, there are too many people involved in the development of these movies. Yes, especially for Warner Brothers, there. And there's not- always too many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to superhero. Films. Oh yeah, it's
0: always a crazy pot. But what Andre has mentioned from the show, a good friend Andre from Backseat Directors, is that it's it's a lot of the studio meddling. That's, that's involved, that causes right. the problem, like what you're saying, Jay. Right.
2: And that is one of the reasons why, you know, to my best friend Joe, uh, he made the point that since there's so many people behind the scenes saying so many things, that's why Batman versus Superman was not good.
0: Ah, uh, I, I don't know. With the Batman v Superman thing, I think that was really, they looked at ticket sales and said a three-hour movie, isn't gonna do it, can you cut a half hour? Then they gave that cut and they said, oh, it didn't do as well, there's an extra 30 minutes. Justice League, whole different story. Completely right. different story. They real, lost real, faith from Batman v Superman, though. You're right with that, Jay. But it's real, from real, their own mistake and they didn't realize that.
1: Real, real quick though, going back to Andy Muschietti, because you said that he sucks with the second, second ones, right? If you oh, look you're gonna at hit me with wrote, that now. If you look at who wrote it, there's a certain writer that's attached Yes. Who's awful at writing horror movies, period. Well, he, okay. You better not
2: say him, Noise No,
1: no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, I'm not going to, like, it's, you could do research, but the first, it's, what made it so good, it was penned by, uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Bear with me.
2: Bear with me. Bear or Ordans, is that his name? Thaddeus. No. I, mean, I
0: think doing a Batman Beyond movie is a good idea, though. Like To 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 put it simply, if they did tee up something with Michael Keaton, I hope it would be a Batman Beyond. I just don't know how that would work. Or who okay. they would cast as that.
1: Cary Fukunaga. That's who it was penned by, mm-hmm. right? And then he, mm-hmm. he left. And then it was co-written by Gary Doberman, right? I don't think the, the scripts exist anymore. The Vacation Writers
0: wrote it, too. And they were penned to direct it at one point
1: wait what are we talking about i'm talking about it oh i was talking about flash yeah no i'm talking about it oh. so with it though so then the second it the sole writer on that is gary doberman if you look at his filmography dude it's just then that was like a red flag right there from the get-go and, mm-hmm. and that movie suffered from story problems not like direction problems because direction wise like it was actually a pre solid film for tying yeah. it up you know but like, writing-wise, I mean, that's a piece of shit. So, I mean, it, Andy Machete might be, the like, the next Zack Snyder where, like, visually it's compelling and, like, he's great at like, what he does. He just mm-hmm. needs a good script to work with it.
0: Cool. You know, I think this is going to be a good idea to move forward with the new segment, Chaz, on Friday. Because we'll, we'll do – this was a great show already. I, thank you both for coming on and talking about Batman. And sorry I got heated. It's it's my, it's my childhood. I'm one of those guys with Michael Keaton, Batman. Man, but it's thank you so much for coming on man. both of you
2: yeah, thanks for yelling enough. at
0: me Chaz, to make me even show up on this and get You're all right. grumpy about it <laughs> I, I here's but i think it's a great idea for a, a pitch slap Chaz. now what is pitch slap
2: i was just getting ready let's to ask. let's
0: think of let's think of an elevator pitch right i got an idea for this week and it's going to revolve around this flash film We've got three options because now there's been enough time where we could so- talk about creating it during the year it was originally supposed to start. <laughs> you either have uh, the option to revamp from the decade it was in, reboot, or give it a sequel. And I know that's mm. funny because there's, no, there's not even a way to sequelize this, right? But I mm. want to I, I, I see what we can do with this. It might not be the Flash, but whoever we have on for Friday, we're going to start with the Pitch Slap, the new segment that we're going to do.
2: You've I just like been it. pitch slapped. Boom! Out. There you go. And then we the get, and then we got to find a slapping sound to go along with it, <laughs> and then we'll be perfect. Catch me, I saw. How about that? Oh Lord! <laughs> oh, we brought bad baby up here. Oh Lord Jesus!
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Is any other thoughts on this? I I feel like we've we've dug pretty deep into into our oh. feelings. I think overall, we're not upset about the Michael Keaton idea. We're upset at the idea of a flash movie with Michael Keaton in it
1: that sums it up
0: yeah yeah i think i got a good good level of you guys you gents thank you so much for coming on to the show jay tell people where you can find you and what you're working on
2: uh you can catch me right here on youtube and on facebook uh you guys can go to my page uh Moore. let's talk about it It's actually no longer a podcast. It's a TV show now pretty much at this point. So um, you can catch us on there uh, working on some new stuff actually for the next show, which actually brings in the Spider Cut and also Batman v Superman and other uh, DC related topics. So you can catch me on there. We'll probably film the next episode next week. You can also catch me on Instagram at jmore021. Uh, I'm primarily here on Facebook. So if you see my name on here, just go ahead and click on it. I pretty much talk to everybody. So, uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's always great to be here on this show. I got to tell you, I have a great time every time.
0: Very nice, man. And Chaz, thank you again for coming on. Uh, where can the people find you? And, uh, what's your favorite color? I don't know. I'm sorry. We, we don't know you. I don't know what your color is. What is your favorite color?
1: Uh, my favorite color is actually blue. Fun fact.
0: We're One thing um, that we can land on that we agree on today <laughs> is what our favorite color is. That works. Where can
1: the people find you, man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a podcast episode for Over and Under Artist Exposed coming out this Friday. I just got done editing that t- today. so uh,
0: Very cool. Ooh, yeah. I, I always love listening to those shows. You are very good at interviewing. And the guests that you have on, always interesting. Maybe oh, yeah. not the one from last week or the couple weeks ago. But everyone else that you've had on has been great. Hey,
2: well, wasn't that guy's name Patrick?
1: yeah Patrick Patrick Beattie Reviews Patrick Beattie Reviews (laughs) thank you so much for joining and
0: we will see you all at the next review